0: Hello, I'm Amber Lowther and welcome to another episode of the Fashion Avenue podcast. I actually celebrated one year of the podcast on the 31st of October. It's so wild. I can't believe it's already been a year. This podcast is all about celebrating fashion and beauty from chatting with brand founders to sharing the best products on the market. Today, I'm joined by Elise Tran, co-founder of The Daily Edited, who are known for their personalized leather and lifestyle accessories. I chat to Elise about how she identified a gap in the market for monogrammed accessories, the pressures of owning a brand, and what her life is like outside of the daily edited. If you're keen to know all about TDE and Elise's journey, then make sure you keep on listening. Elise, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me over in sunny Brisbane. Like This has worked out very well in terms of timing, hasn't it? It has. I'm so glad that I actually have a guest that's in the studio because this never happens.
1: Yeah, this is a really cool studio. I, obviously, people
0: can't see it, but it's very official. <laughs> it's wild, isn't it? But uh, welcome to Brisbane, first of
1: all. Thank you. I love <laughs> Brisbane. I was actually saying to people, I really like coming here. I love staying at the Callao Hotel, mm-hmm. doing my spin at Inspire Cycle. Yes. You know, I yes, the, some of the cool restaurants up here yeah, so, yeah.
0: very nice but well, we had a beautiful lunch at Car, so that was gorgeous yes very on brand very on brand yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> so I want to dive in with all things the daily edited mm-hmm. so obviously this has just blown up and it's just crazy how amazing this brand has really become well since I first saw it I was when like did what you is first this see it,
1: Amber? Oh,
0: years ago yeah years Sorry, ago what medium Instagram I think yeah, okay or I saw other people blogging it mm. because I went to another event that you guys had at Queens Plaza here in Brisbane at David Jones, and yes. that was a few years ago now. Yes. So yeah, so I've yeah I've been a follower and a fan for ages, and Thank I've you. just seen you're very grateful. You've Thank made you very some much. great products, so that's Thank why you. I wanted to have you on so badly, <laughs> and I have been hounding you for the past year. I only just so everyone
1: <laughs> knows, I only do two podcasts a year, and this is actually tipping me into three. <laughs> It I'm was so just sorry. because you, you know, you're here and I'm mm-hmm. also
0: here in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. So I felt like we should make it work. hundred yeah. percent. And I'm so grateful. So thank you. <laughs> Pleasure, and so okay. So before the daily edited all started, you were a lawyer. Yes. So how does one go from a lawyer to being an accessories designer? You know, people
1: ask me this all the time, and it's not like I woke up one morning and was like, "Oh, we're you know we're launching an accessories brand, Tanya." And this is our (laughs) lives now. This was a hobby. Um. So (laughs) I met my co-founder Tanya Liu um, when I was a lawyer working in Perth, actually. Um. And I thought she was really cool, and I really liked her clothes. I She used to wear like very cool stuff to work, like Proenza, Carvin, and I was like, wow, she's so chic. Um, and then we started talking and then she was like, do you want to be a lawyer forever? And I was like, ah. Probably not. <laughs> I think I knew the first day that it wasn't for me, but I didn't really know what I could do about the situation because I had been at uni for like five years yeah. studying law and I really, I did a judge's associateship, so worked for a judge for a year oh right straight God. after uni and then I just thought I was going to be a lawyer, but I knew deep down on the first day that <laughs> it was not for me, but I was like, I just guess I have
0: to roll with it for wow. a bit. Because you did, you know, well, those what you meant years. what you to
1: do? I mean, you know, I was 23 or something at the time. And I just yeah. thought this was, I just didn't know that there would, it were other kind of options out there. Mm. Anyway, so obviously Tanya and I went both, I would say, I don't want to speak for Tanya, not that into the lore. <laughs> and so we l- launched The Daily Edited as a little side project. It was a blog, a daily edit of things that we liked, yeah. hence the name, yeah. and kind of had it as a little passion project hobby on the side. And it, made, it gave us something to talk about on the weekends that wasn't work because your friends don't want to hear about your legal work.
0: Yeah, true. No, no
1: one wants
0: to hear that. <laughs> so, what was your question?
1: Your question was, how, so, did this yeah, all start?
0: how, how do you go from a lawyer yeah, to an so accessory? So,
1: it was then this blog that was going nowhere that no one cared about. I think we maybe had like 7,000 Instagram followers. So, I mean, I think maybe people enjoyed the content. It was probably most likely, you know, friends and family and stuff. Yeah. Then we decided to launch a clothing label. Mm -hmm. under the brand edited the concept was a capsule of clothing that you then created daily outfits out of that we posted
0: wow so it was
1: really cool and it was like all geared towards work so it was a working wardrobe like a monday to friday sort of wardrobe Mm -hmm. um and we thought it was a really cool idea and i still think it's a really valid idea because i often hear how people find it's difficult to dress and stuff it was really hard for us to get traction in commercial traction in the space we got like a lot of like editorial kind of mentions and sort of a little bit of recognition and I think people genuinely really like the product, but because it never got anywhere we sort of did that for two years we were still working as lawyers at the time we decided to just wind it down and then TDE became like a bit of stationery some jewelry and then one day I had just been promoted and I thought I was like a big deal (laughs) and I roll into a high-end designer store and I'm like it's time it's time I get that designer like compendium that you take around to meetings as a lawyer yeah or a you know an an expensive business card holder because now I've got more (laughs) like extra business cards (laughs) and I actually couldn't afford this stuff even though you know I was 27 like on a six-figure salary you know which I thought was a lot at the time you know it is it's kind of like just normal these days and then I was like wow like maybe we could do something like this but affordable Mm -hmm. and so Tanya and I created this small line of leather accessories so a card holder a pouch and a compendium in three different colorways. and then we put them on our Instagram and maybe by this time we had like 30,000 followers nothing huge yeah and it just blew up like within six months the business was turning over like a couple of hundred thousand dollars a month so within that really compressed period of time um and then within a year we quit our job so we launched the leather accessories in August 2014 mm-hmm. and by June 2015 we resigned Wow! and it was because people are like how it was because the business was big yeah like it was making money at mm-hmm. that point and we had maybe three employees at, you know big I'm mm-hmm. using inverted commas <laughs> but you know like from a base of zero to that was quite in that time frame with kind of no you know it's not like we came from families that were in the rag trade or that we yeah. Backed off of something else, like mm. this is from a basis of zero. Yeah. That had happened was really quite incredible. And because the business had really strong cash flow, we were able to both exit our jobs as lawyers and maintain our salaries as lawyers. Yeah. And we always knew that had to happen because we weren't gonna take weren't Less. going to be able to afford to take a pay cut. Yeah. Because of the way that we were living and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah that's and, how that
0: happened. And is Tanya
1: still part of the business? Yeah. So Tanya okay. is you know still definitely in the business. So she looks after all of our supply supply chain and logistics and finances. Wow, good. Which on is her. why we oh we obviously have people helping us too, but you know, yeah. they're her key areas. Right. Um, <laughs> in the same way that, you know, obviously I have people helping, you know, me and my primary functions. Um, <laughs> so we have very different points of view and I think that it's probably why our business is very financially strong yeah. compared to some other businesses that have existed in this space Mm. before. We're privately owned because we've been through a phase where we were partly owned by a publicly listed company. If you know that Oraton Mm. purchased a stake in the business, we – purchased that steak back last year um, so we're still we're like a two-man band mm-hmm. um, yeah. and we're a very solid solidly run business yeah effectively. well that's
0: the best like that's what you need right yeah. so yeah it's
1: not exciting <laughs> but
0: that's that's it is what it is it's a
1: business um yeah it's
0: a business so <laughs> like what is it about accessories I guess because you started off you know with a few different things mm. but then from there did you kind of think about what could come next? Were you thinking about other things where you like, we're just going to keep going down the accessories train? So
1: seriously, up until last year there was, uh, probably up until like two years ago there was no strategy. Because we were just growing so quickly and we were just kind of making things that made sense for a long time, for a few years, building out the collection. Mm-hmm. Now that the collection has probably been built out as far as we can go, like I saw that you had mentioned we do any- anything from like d- um, pet accessories through yes. like you know, check-in luggage now. Mm -hmm. So we've kind of stretched out pretty far. Yeah. And so now there is a bit more strategy around, you know, what has actually sold well and is there a need for the pet accessories line? Mm. Is it adding any value to the business? Yeah. You know, there's a bit more kind of thought in it now, but for a while we were just making whatever.
0: Yeah. God. You know, whatever yeah. we wanted to
1: make. Well it, it worked. <laughs> not making whatever. Like it was making stuff that I really like and yeah. I really enjoyed and yeah. um, felt like I wanted to gift or use myself.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the main thing. And you need to believe in your product and you need to be able to want to use your product as well. So, during that whole time, setting up the business and all of that, what do you think was the most challenging part, setting everything up?
1: I'll tell you what, setting up and working really hard physically and just going for it is the easiest part. Opening lots of stores, hiring the team, like coming up with any product you want to come up with and making it is really easy. mm -hmm. What's hard now is actually continuing this business with a level of strategy. Yeah. And ensuring that you hit sales targets that you've made up. Because we didn't have sales targets back then. Because mm-hmm. again, you're just sort of like doing as much as you can. Yeah. Now we're, you know, responsible for a team that need to be paid. And yeah, <laughs> amongst yeah. other things, right? And we also set goals for ourselves and you know put a lot of pressure on ourselves to achieve certain sales and achieve certain growth levels and things. That's it's much harder. Setting up the business was easy.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And so financially, starting yeah. a business, you have an idea, you want to set up a business. What was that like for you? Did you save money prior to that or did you get some So, we're very lucky that our product caught the imagination
1: of consumers and we had very strong cash flow. Right. Yeah. You know, we didn't have that struggle. We're very lucky because we just sold so much stuff, just kept the cycle of money coming in. There wasn't a lag. Because, again, as a direct to consumer brand, there was no kind of like wholesaling product and waiting 90 days to be paid Mm. by a supplier. Yeah. Everything we sold, we got cash up front.
0: Yeah. True. So, yeah. Yeah. And then like, I guess, starting the first three products, for example, mm-hmm. was that just money like from your own pocket that you are just well, like, let's do it? Well, there was money.
1: It. We sort of capitalized the business right at the start, right? Our parents helped us up. I think it was like $20,000 or something each. Yeah. So correct. the business maybe cost $50,000 to yeah. start or something. Or not even like, you couldn't really quantify. It, it was just little bits, building a website and paying mm-hmm. for that and yeah. doing all of that stuff. We were st- extremely lucky then and we're extremely lucky now that people just keep buying stuff from us, which yeah. keeps enabling us to reinvest and fuel the business.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And obviously having so many different product offerings. It's working. People love it. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I think now having the distribution, having the stores that Mm -hmm. we do and having the um, you know, growing our brand recognition is really, you know, obviously assisting us with
0: that. Yeah, totally. And so monogramming, right? Yes. yes. So I feel like now there's so many different brands popping up.
1: I I mean personalization as a category has exploded. A hundred percent in every
0: vertical. Um, yes. Of product
1: from you know whether it be a football through to personalised car seats or literally you know whatever
0: yeah. So with getting that idea to you know have monogrammed products was that something that you just were like yeah that would be cool or yeah, was it I a did, trend yeah, I or hate it when people say oh you spotted a gap in the market then, no <laughs> um, but nothing's
1: ever like that it mm. never works when you sit down and try to. Think of something to do. Yeah, it was just something that I liked. I've always really liked personalization So my mm-hmm. name is Elise, not Alice. A L Y C E. So when I was a child, I could never have um, that. You know, I don't know if you remember that, but there were at news agents and stuff. They sold like pre personalised drink bottles. Or yes, pens I yes. could never get my name right because it's a bit weird. <laughs> it's not weird. Um, and so I think. The idea of personalization really resonated with me, especially, and I think the turning point for me where I'm like, oh, I'm really into like putting my name on stuff, Mm -hmm. was when one of my uncles bought me a Louis Vuitton speedy handbag for my my 16th birthday and had my initials on it. So I was like, oh, I'm into this.
0: (laughs) That's where it started. Yeah. So that's where it started. (laughs) And it's like, so with monogramming, how do you kind of stay, I guess, like relevant and how how do you compete with all these other brands that are doing the same thing now? I think it's coming up with new
1: formats of personalization and, you know, ensuring that our base product is actually functional, high quality. So I really dislike it when people describe the brand as a monogrammed leather brand. Yeah, It's really not that. It is an accessory. We are a lifestyle accessories brand Mm -hmm. and you can personalize the product if you so choose. Mm -hmm. We do sell a portion of product with no personalization because people may want just a phone cover to cover their phones that looks nice that is a leather phone case or you know they may want I'm not I'm not making this up two (laughs) weeks ago I was in our store David Jones Elizabeth Street serving Mm -hmm. a customer and she bought two clear cosmetic cases because and she I was like going through the process with her, I'm like what initials would you, what do you, and she was like, what do you mean initials? Uh, what do you mean? She was just buying it because the product was something that she needed. Wow. She wanted the clear travel cases to travel with. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, you can put my initials, oh, and like it was, she was just blowing her mind <laughs> that she could have her initials on them. And I said to her, I thought you were only buying them because <laughs> you could have them personalized. And she's like, no, 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 I didn't, I don't even want this, but now that you're offering it to me, I guess I'll take it. Yes. Yeah. So that was the conversation. So I think, you know, how we Stay relevant and how we stay ahead is through product and mm. the actual function, the quality, and the thought behind
0: the product. Yeah, totally. And then
1: obviously, yeah, the and then the cool colors of personalization and stuff that you yeah, can get And it's so all fun. of that adds to it. Yeah, it yeah. does.
0: That's great. And so at the start, were you actually like monogramming this yourself? Yes. A lot of people like to ask that. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, my God. We had a monogram
1: machine that was very basic and not the ones that we have now. And Mm -hmm. then when I did a bit more research, you know, found the machines and things that we use today.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. The machines are really cool. Like, I've seen it before, like, in front Mm. of my own eyes. I just love it. It looks so cool. Mm. It's like a full-on operation. (laughs) (laughs) And were you ever like... I guess when you first started, you know, the monogramming and then people were starting to buy, were you ever like, oh my God, this is huge. Like this is actually something really big. I didn't really have time to think about it at the time. Only
1: on reflection
0: these days Mm -hmm. do
1: I go, oh, I guess it was cool. But you know what, when it all, it's all, it's all a matter of perspective. Like now I'm like, oh, we've had this small business. We have this small to medium enterprise Mm -hmm. effectively. And I think there's a huge way to go. So I don't ever think, oh, like I'm amazing oh, this is amazing or whatever. No, I think, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I have to do so much more work
0: yeah, on right. this brand. Mm-hmm. Busy so. lady. And so obviously we spoke about some of the products that you're offering. Mm-hmm. So, you know, backpacks, luggage, mm-hmm. pet accessories, mm-hmm. like you literally have doggy poop bag holders. Yeah, so I actually don't have a dog myself, but I actually
1: <laughs> find it – unusual that people carry around like a roll of um
0: yeah. poop bag. So yeah. the poop bag holder, I think, made a lot of sense. You know what? It does. And as a dog owner myself, mm-hmm. that sounds heaven. It really does. And if it can look cute when you're walking instead <laughs> yeah. of holding this gross like roll garbage of, bag, yeah, yeah looking thing, bags, 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about that. <laughs> and so what research goes into finding the next product that you're going to sell? What, what goes into that? Do you have an idea? And you're like, oh, yeah, let's research this. It depends on what line it is so say with bags it's think me thinking about like
1: what bag I want to use next right okay. you know or what I'm like yearning to have in mm-hmm. my wardrobe and then yeah. I'll go and figure out stuff in that vein or even or I might just look at um line sheets of the collection and go oh there's not enough medium sized bags right and then yeah. kind of fill in the gaps that way yeah um, so a lot of it is driven by my personal tastes and preferences yeah
0: so would you say are you kind of the lead when it comes to what products are coming up next yes, are you just the person, the person that person comes up that comes up with all the products? oh my god you are yeah, Who did creative. you think did it out well, of interest well no i just didn't know if you had a team that you know you you kind of helped like no. or you had a full-on design and you're like yeah that's great so it's all you well,
1: i ha- i come up with everything right holy crap and then i r- run it by my co-founder who's like yeah cool wow she's very supportive of yeah. every idea yeah yeah And then I have like a lead designer who does the technical drawings around because I don't have those skills because I was a lawyer. But, yes, every hair accessories through to the doggy poop bag holder. My God, you're a
0: creative genius. That's
1: not true. I just am very (laughs) – I think at the end of the day, I've described myself as this before to another publication. I'm a commercial creative. Mm -hmm. So what I can do is like go into the market and kind of see what's – cool and what's, you know, trending with people and go, oh, how do I put that into my brand if I like it?
0: Yeah, right. um so Interesting. That's, that's I love I that. That's really cool. <laughs> that's a- no, it's really cool because I guess when, I don't know, talking to other business owners, mm. they, they mainly just overlook or oversee a lot of the, the process. No, I'm very
1: hands-on. So, I do all of our DMs. Oh, wow. I do customer service online like maybe six hours a week. I right. like to serve around 20 customers in store a week. Wow. I do oversee a lot of processes, I, mm-hmm. you know, but like Tanya and I are very hands-on. Like we don't even have a merchandise planner. Tanya does that. Wow,
0: that's great. So
1: we know exactly what stock we need, um, what stock we have coming because really inventory is like the core part of our business. Yeah, totally. Um, so... And I have thought about this before, like, bringing more people into the team, but I just don't know if it would be helpful. Like, our PR guy, Simon, who you met today, yeah. he was like, oh, yeah, do you draft all the copy for the EDM? And I'm like, well, yeah, because it's not really going to save me time checking someone else's draft of it. Right, yeah. It's easier to draft it myself and get it 10 out of 10 the first time.
0: <laughs> so True, yeah. yeah. And if you're the only one that, you know, can oversee it, why not? Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk stores. So, obviously, you have a couple of flagships. So, you have Sydney and Melbourne Mm. and then you have, you know, you're in David Jones, Mm. which includes here in Brisbane as well as Adelaide. Yep. Are we expanding? Are we doing more? So,
1: we have have quite a few locations with – David Jones so in Melbourne we have two with them in Sydney we have four mm-hmm. here and Adelaide as you say we have a store in New York
0: um,
1: and we also retail with Saks Fifth Avenue which is the David Jones of the US. Yeah. Um, we are looking at some some more locations but really like physical retail is not our jam our right. digital business is our yeah. you know what we want to focus on. Yeah. Um, yes I saw your question briefly on is there Perth? Mm. Um, we are looking at that. We have looked at it before it has been really difficult. The Perth market, um, the retail market sort of been through a few cycles. Right. Okay.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Great. And so with, I guess, obviously being an Australian business, Mm. what's the international interest like for the day? So we we have really
1: strongly focused on the US market. Mm -hmm. um, And so we've been growing really rapidly there Mm -hmm. and people love the brand there. You know, we resonate really well with influencers and that's sort of how we've been growing the business there. Yeah. Um it's crazy I actually was saying to one of my friends isn't it weird that it took two Australian girls to come to America to sell this product? Like no one had done it.
0: Yeah. Before. Weird. Crazy. Yeah. It just kind of shows that like you might think it you might have an idea and you're like I oh, I don't even know if it's going to work, but then you go over to somewhere like the US and you're like oh my god no one's done it. Like that's huge. Weird. Weird. <laughs> Very weird. And so so today I wrote this down because you said something interesting Mm. at lunch today and you said that people say your home looks like The Daily Edited. Yes. And you were like, no, The Daily Edited looks like me, like looks like my home. So I want to know, do you ever feel like, people kind of put a bit of pressure on you or do you feel like you almost have an expectation to live up to because people obviously associate you as a person with the brand
1: yeah okay like just a simple example sometimes my sister so my sister's the fashion director at harper's bazaar wow great so she goes to me do you want to dress like your brand today or do you want to dress like you know more chic. And often like when I do a lunch or you know a media event or whatever, I do dress on what I say is on brand, right. which is like pink, sophisticated, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit fashion forward, not too far. Yeah. Um I think the personalities are my style is definitely very much merged with the visual aesthetic of yeah. the Daily Editor. Yeah. <laughs> so it is kind of one. But sometimes I do go rogue. Yeah, right. Sometimes I might wear something that is like off-brand? <laughs> like what? Like one time I wore jeans and everyone in the office blew up. <laughs> they were like, jeans? What? I've, w- I've worn jeans once this year.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: I don't wear jeans.
0: Wow. Not I'm such a TV. jeans girl. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. That's mm. so interesting. I wear a tailored trouser if I'm wearing Ooh, pants. Oh, tailored trouser. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a very, <laughs> very nice. Yeah. I'm such a jeans girl. That's so funny. Who is Elise then? I guess, you know, everyone, you know, well, the so thing. So, like, right now I like <laughs> to define myself as a commercial
1: creative and I like to think, you know, what other things can I make commercially? Mm-hmm. So I've launched a homewares brand with another friend um, wow. called In the Roundhouse. And today, actually, I, sh- I just looked on her Insta stories. We launched on the David Jones online store. Oh, my God. Which is exciting. So we've got a few big stockists Um it's a really fun brand to work with and it really came out, you know, like I start, I style all of our events and things by style. I mean, you know, like choose the flowers, do the menus and stuff. And I mm-hmm. sometimes we go to venues and they're really horrible crockery. <laughs> um, yes. But they're, you know, be- like a really cool venue that we want to do something with. Yeah. So... That's where the the tableware kind of inspiration kind of came from. right? And that is the gap in the market that I perceive there to be, like not cool tableware at an accessible price point. Mm -hmm. So, and I do all the creative behind in the roundhouse as well. Yeah. And I can kind of see that it does look like me as well. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like, who am I? I like to make product.
0: Yeah. And product that that obviously works. That is what I want to do with my life, make cool things. Amazing. Mm. So... How long were you working on? I guess the roundhouse. Like, what? How long has that been in the making? I, it launched like a year ago. It's just small because wow. I don't even have a lot of time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. You're busy. You, you can have that excuse. It's all good. <laughs> and so, what's I guess coming up um, in the next? I don't know. Over Christmas and kind of going into next year for I guess the day edited yourself. Other brands. So right now it's heads down, bum
1: up. It's mm-hmm. our going into our biggest trading period hopefully we've ever had ever. Wow. Because every Christmas we want to do better than last Christmas, right? Yeah, true. So really it's just about selling all the product that we've come up with in the last few months.
0: Great. Okay. And as much of it as possible. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, get those numbers going. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any kind of new products over Christmas that we can expect? Yeah,
1: so I'm really excited by one particular product and I kept on talking about it. <laughs> I love our, our hair accessories really um, did quite well when mm-hmm. we launched those. And so we've created like these boxes, these clear boxes that you can have personalized um, with different compartments and different hair accessories oh in God. them. So I'm really excited for that. I just think it's a really beautiful, beautifully presented gift that you would give to the person who has everything. Yeah. And everyone right. has one of those people in their life. Totally. Their lives, I think. So I I'm really love excited. Yeah, that that's really cute. Yeah, so excited. I'll show you
0: a pic. Yes, please do. I want to see. I'll show you later Okay. so we can continue on. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of want um, to wrap up on a few random questions for you. So I do this with all my guests. To end things on a high, I'm not a very serious person. I like to end things on a bit of a laugh. Um, So I guess the first question for you is, would you rather always have super oily skin or super dry skin? Oh, probably super oily. Really? Why is that? Because I think dry skin can be quite painful. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it gets like flaky and, yeah. you know, kind of almost... Whereas oily
1: burning. skin just looks, looks doesn't look that great in photos, but, you know, you yeah. can kind of live with it. Yeah. You can blot. You're, yeah. You're
0: fine. Exactly. <laughs> and if you can only use one product from the Daily Edited Forever...
1: Whoa. Which one? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Got to choose a favorite. Jesus, that is like, so
0: hectic. <laughs> I guess like a small tote bag or something. Yeah, something practical, a, yeah. something that you can have, literally always have, always have. Yeah. have. Amazing. Okay, good, good answer. And if you could choose only one season mm. to live in all year round. Obviously summer. Yes. Oh, my God. Somebody says people, winter? I don't know. There are some psychos out there because when anyone says winter's their favorite season, I'm like, you're lying. Yeah. As if. Who wants to be in winter when, no. like, the days are so, like, short, like, it gets dark so quickly, you're freezing mm. cold. Cold. Mm. Summer's the best. Summer is the best. <laughs> Brisbane. amazing Summer. Oh <laughs> my god, Brisbane summer's the best, but you kind of cook and then humidity's a lot here, but it's fine, I'm used to it. But yeah, I think that's um that's all. Thank you, Elise. That was amazing. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. No along. worries. Bye.